The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss how to elevate your content strategy. Joining us is Jeffrey Hazlett, a primetime television host, a podcast host, a global business celebrity, a speaker, a best-selling author, and the chairman and CEO of the C-Suite Network, which is the home of the world's most trusted network of C-Suite leaders. Yesterday, Jeffrey and I talked about how to act like a media company, and today we're going to continue our conversation talking about increasing your content's lifespan. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Jeffrey Hazlett, the CEO and chairman of the C-Suite Network. Jeffrey, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. It is great to be here. Always excited to have a peer, someone who does something similar to what we do here on the MarTech Podcast and my business, I Hear Everything you're creating thousands of podcast episodes. You've got TV shows, books, all sorts of different formats of content for executive leaders. And one of the things that I've realized, actually the first voice ever on the MarTech podcast, a close friend of mine, Brian Bennett, in one of the first interviews we ever did, he said something that I thought was insightful. The average lifespan for a piece of content that's 36 to 48 hours. And that actually is in the snippet that we play in the beginning of every episode of the MarTech podcast. It's Brian's voice saying those words of wisdom. Turns out 36 to 48 hours is not really that long. And if you're going to put all this effort, time, budget, resources into creating a piece of content, boy, wouldn't it be nice if we could actually get that content to last for more than two days? Give me a little advice here. What are you doing to extend the lifespan of your content? Well, and I appreciate that opinion. And my opinion is that that's because so much of the content that we put out there is to be consumed fast and quickly. And it could be from a news snippet that we watch on the cycle itself, or it could just be what's developing today. But most of the stuff that we see in B2B is evergreen and can be evergreen if you design it with that in mind. So knowing exactly where you want to go with your content and then what you want to be able to extract in terms of value, in terms of what do I want to have people do, you want to make that content as evergreen as possible. And so by talking about dates, talking about current events like it happened today, that's going to limit your content as opposed to saying, here's an example of a problem or an event that has happened. And then how does it apply to the future 
you can be able to do that. Now, but the most important thing is to have that plan. What's the plan of what you want to see that content used for and how are you going to use it? Where are you going to use it? Who are you going to send it out to? I could show a chart right now, which I'll pull together for those that are listening. You can't see it, but this is a crazy chart, just a simple little chart that I did that has all of these uses of content that I'm going to be able to do. And I've got a whole grid that looks like it's like one of those old graph charts. For everybody listening, it's like a beautiful mind. It's a total gigantic matrix of different types of content written on a yellow piece of paper. Yeah, and that's driving just one particular event that I want to drive for the future and a program to be able to launch so that people will respond to what my content that I'm giving, in this case, around peer-to-peer councils or masterminds. So you just have to think about what you're doing and where you're going with it when you first start to talk about it, like on a show like this. There's different ways to think about bifurcation of content or refactoring of content. There's a popular methodology that I believe was started by HubSpot, which is this notion of pillars and spokes. In this case, for a podcast, you use audio as the pillar. We've got this 15-minute conversation that you and I are going to have, and then we can repurpose that content into different formats. We're going to take the audio and we're going to turn it into tweets or Xs or whatever the heck we're calling them now. We're going to rewrite the content and turn it into a blog post. We're going to take video snippets and turn it into social media content, all sorts of different ways to refactor your content and what I call the Gary Vification of content. You're talking about going a different way where there's this sort of aggregation, it seems like, where you're taking content and putting it together into things like books, TV series, masterminds. How do you think about making short form content into something that is valuable in aggregate? Well, you could do compilations. Imagine being able to take not just your short form content, but short form of lots of others. I mean, we have people on our podcast network that produce 23 different shows themselves. One person has a series of legal shows that he does, and he might do an interview with somebody for three or four minutes and use that in different shows that he has and is producing to different audiences based on the content from that particular person. My show, which is all business with Jeffrey Isn't on C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV. I'm so used to saying that I just have to get it out there, right? It just rolls right off the tongue. It does. But I do a video show that I've turned into a TV show. So this TV show, we've been able to monetize. It's on United Airlines, Apple, Roku, Amazon Fire. I now even put it out to 38 broadcast stations, and we repurpose that show every single week. But we began, when I first started, I thought about producing a show for an hour. So I did an hour thinking that people want to listen to me for an hour. But then I started seeing the stats that the average business show was between 22 and 27 minutes. Now, a TV show for a half hour has to be 24 minutes. Boom. Guess what my podcast is now? 24 minutes. So now we've learned to take that same amount of time, got very smart about it, and put it in that format. Now I've got one thing that I do and use it for two different audiences, two different ways, in two different types of channels, and then take that content and then repurpose it in other ways that I can do. But I love to be able to use aggregation of the content, using different pieces, put them together and do a review at the end of the year, or quotes about motivation or inspiration. Or in one case, I just recently crowdsourced an entire podcast episode and turned it into a book all about recession, Never Waste a Good Crisis. It's funny, I've come to a similar conclusion. When I started the MarTech podcast, I was publishing hour-long interviews. 
And I was looking at the data in Apple Podcasts, and it said people are listening to 25% of your episodes. I felt terrible. I was like, God, I must stink as a host. And I was like, well, I feel like these interviews were actually pretty good. I went back and re-listened to them. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take one of them, and I'm going to cut it in half, and I'm going to republish it. And then all of a sudden, people listened to 50% of the episode. Then I cut it in half again, and people were listening to like 89, 90, 100% of the episode. Well, all of a sudden, I realized that it's not necessarily me. It's that people don't want to listen to B2B content for more than 15 or 20 minutes, at least. That's what I've learned for our podcast. So we started to use data to refactor and reformat our content to meet the right medium. So as you start to think about expanding the life of your content, there is the notion of making sure that it's the right format. Talk to me about how you're reusing content. Do you take old stuff and republish it? You mentioned repackaging, making your greatest hits. What are some of the ways that you can just not have it be a push once, but multiple times where you can get value from the same piece? Well, first of all, if it's good, if it's good content, it's going to have value. If it's a topic that's evergreen that people want to listen to or understand. Let me give you an interview that I did seven or eight years ago. It's in the top 10, usually in the top three, every single month, every single week, every single year. And it's all about the Pareto principle, where I did an interview with someone explaining the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. And that single podcast, actually, it was an interview that I did for television. Now I've turned it into a podcast because I turned my interview TV into podcasts, which, by the way, I've, I'm helping a lot of people like Kiyosaki and others, bulls, bears, and blockchains. They're doing a TV show. But I said, turn it into a podcast because there's this whole audience that doesn't watch TV, but they listen to podcasts. So you need to be able to go where the people are. But being able to take things like that, repurpose them. Again, I mentioned at the end of every year, I use my best 10 episodes and I string them together and people listen to them and binge them. So you're able to do that in terms of being able to repurpose that content. Or I might take the 50 biggest quotes that I had for the year that I thought was great. For instance, I had Art Laffer on my show. Of course, he's the father of Reaganomics. And I asked him about the upcoming economic crisis. And he said, never catch a thrown knife. That's going to be in my top 10 quotes. I thought that was great advice. And he said, yes. if you see it coming your way, get out of the way. Don't catch the knife. And I thought that was great. And then one of my best ones was probably when I threatened to punch one of my guests in the throat for what he had to say one time. And had he been there, I would have really done it probably. But that would turn out to be one of my better episodes. You almost Jim Rome him. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Exactly. He was the guy that, remember the Twitter feed overheard in the Goldman Sachs elevator? No, I don't. But it sounds like a good read. It was a great read. But anyway, he made a comment about women being like tethered goats in his industry. That's terrible. Yeah, exactly. And I said, dude, you have a daughter. I know you have a daughter. I told him, I said, you disgust me. If you were here right now, I'd punch you in the freaking throat. And he <laughs> goes, well, you don't understand the industry. I said, no, you don't understand ethics and treatment of people. I can't say that I've had that problem much on the MarTech podcast, but hey, there's always <laughs> hoping. But you have good content. I mean, I've had Gene Simmons on my show from Kiss when he literally broke down and started to cry talking about his mother on the show. I mean, you have these moments. Or that I got an interview with Pierce Morgan one time. We argued very emotional about gun control. So it was a great, great discussion. I love great discussions, good content. And you make it authentic, I think, is the key for a lot of people. You can be long in your content because think about it. I'm sure you binged watch things like, I don't know, I, Down Abbey is one of my favorites or Yellowstone. And I'll sit there and watch an entire day of that or two days, maybe three days if I really like it. So 
it just depends on the habits of the person and what they like and how good your content or how entertaining it might be. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. I think that one of the things to think about, mostly in the B2B sphere where I live, you live, most of the people that are listening to this podcast, they're marketers and they're trying to figure out, all right, A, you have to have some God-given talent to be able to create interesting content. You have to be, if you're on a podcast, have to have the gift of gab. If you're a writer, you have to be savvy with the pen. There's no getting around that talent quotient. But you also have to understand the medium. You have to understand the form factor. You have to understand who your audience is to be able to present the right information to them in the way they want to consume it. Now, once you've got that done, you can extend the life and the value of your content by mixing, re-editing, mastering, republishing. God knows we've all heard of reruns. You know why they're rerun? Because they're entertaining, because people watch them, because they create more value. As we wrap up our conversation today, for the marketers that are trying to think about taking their existing content assets and extracting more value of them, extending the life, what's the big tip that you have to help them to just get a little bit more juice out of that orange? Don't think about it from what you like. Think about it from what your customer, the person that's receiving the content likes. For instance, you might like Facebook, so you post on Facebook more often, yet they're TikTokers. So same thing holds on podcasts. Start to research the audience a little bit. Like, for instance, I'll give you one customer service show. I called him up and I said, do you know your number one downloads where they're at? He goes, I have no idea. I said, 48% of your people consume you on an Apple Watch. An Apple Watch. He goes, that's amazing. I said, you know what that means? He goes, no. I said, check the time in which they're consuming. It was all in the, mostly in the morning. And they're, of course, doing it while they're working out. That was a great thing. So I said, start using that. I found out that my second largest audience that were listening to me were from India. Well, I used to say things like, I'm going to go for a you know, big juicy steak after the show. Probably not the coolest thing to say to people from India. So now I throw in, I'm going to have a curry and a bindi. 
You look like a tiki masala guy. I love a good tiki masala. I love good bendy, but there's a lot of other dishes I like. But you start, again, learn your audience, know who they are, and speak to them so that you can deliver your message in the context they want. Content's king, activation's queen, but context is the kingdom. You have to understand the context. You have to understand your audience and understand what is the right format in the channel that you are publishing. And if you can master that, then you can extend the life of your content. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jeffrey Hazlett, the chairman and CEO of the C-Suite Network. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeffrey, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Jeffrey Hazlett. That's J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T. Or you can visit his company's website, which is hazlett.com, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T.com. Or you could visit csuitenetwork.com. That's c-suitenetwork.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even apply to be our next guest speaker on the MarTech Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.